0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good evening, BC Radio Live listeners. Welcome to another edition of You guessed it, BC Radio Live. I'm Eric Olson, publisher of Blog Critics, and wow, today's a big day. We we at the uh, Blog Critics Technorati Junction have uh, put out a brand new site. Pretty, pretty, really, pretty cool. Tying into the whole Twitter phenomenon, and that is Twitterati. So go check it out, twitterati.com, T-W-I-T-T-O-R-A-T-I.com. And what it does is it combines the live feeds, the Twitter feeds, the tweets, as it were, of the top 100 ranked blogs and bloggers, as per the technorati rankings and so it follows their tweets and then it takes pulls all the links out of those tweets and goes throughout the blogosphere and finds how many blogs are also linking to those stories so it's kind of an interesting cross reference between the twitosphere or the twitter sphere or whatever you want to call it and the blogosphere interesting stuff we're starting early tonight because uh my my kids <laughs> uh Lily and Alex have their final, although now I was told they may add a few more, but as of now, final swim meet of the season uh, a big five uh, short schedule this year, and uh it's probably okay considering they're five and nine, and we have other things to do, but if they add more, that'll be fine too, anyway, I gotta get out of here a little bit early, so we are doing the bc segment of the show right now from 5:30 until 6 instead of 6:30 until 7 and we are we are absolutely thrilled and delighted to be joined by John Sobel who has been with the plan that way but it's turned out he's been our acting culture editor for some time now and for much longer than that he has been our theater editor And for much longer than that, he has been an excellent B.C. writer on music, theater, on and on and on, a musician himself. Welcome, John.
0: Good to be here, Eric. How are you? I'm very well, thanks.
1: You got married recently, didn't you? I
0: did, yes. It's been a busy spring.
1: My goodness. How's that going?
0: Uh, it's going well. I, it's been two months, and I have to say that uh, everything is just uh, cruising right along.
1: In the pocket, as it were? Yeah,
0: we're in the pocket. We're in the small apartment about the size of a pocket, uh, but, York, but it worked right? out fine. Yes, right in the city. Cool. Yeah.
1: So now what else do you do? You do something to do with, uh, I don't know, tech, I believe, database. Yeah, I I, uh,
0: I I used to work in IT, and I still have a little hand in that, but I've been doing more and more uh, at writing and editing. um you know, not just on blog critics, but uh, doing doing marketing, writing, uh, working for other websites to create the the web copy for their new releases and so forth. Uh, so it's been an interesting sort of career twist for me.
1: Ah, well, I'm I'm glad to hear. I would uh, don't want to put words in your mouth, but sounds like uh, at least partially the blog critics experience has uh, helped pave the way for that.
0: Yeah, it has partly. Uh, Probably just for the sheer amount of writing that I've done, and uh, and uh, more recently the sheer amount of editing that I've done has uh, really, really uh, sharpened my skills so that I I can actually go into any kind of situation and any kind of writing that I'm presented with and and deal with it, make it make it into uh, understandable English, or at least something something approximating understandable English.
1: Well, for people in New York, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you're also a professional musician, right? Are you actively uh, in, involved with that as well?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I do music mostly evenings and weekends, and uh, I do my own stuff for uh, not money and uh, play sometimes with some other people for other money. For, for some money, I play bass guitar, and uh, that's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I've done it forever, it seems, and, uh, and I'd actually now that I'm, I'm more or less freelancing full-time in my professional life, I want to do more music, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to do that.
1: Well, any gigs coming up you want to tell people about?
0: Um, well, I'm, let's see. I'm recording, so I don't have a lot of gigs with my band, but I'm playing with a, with a blues band that I, that I also work with, and uh, we're playing in August and, and again in September. So uh, there's all kinds of stuff. Just uh, you just got to look up the Kings County Blues Band, which is, which is easy to find.
1: Kings County Blues
0: Band. Yeah, everyone in the band, with the exception of me now, lives in Brooklyn. So, Kings County is the uh, official name for Brooklyn, as uh, people from the city know, but not everyone in the country necessarily knows that. Kings County is uh, the official name for for what used to be the city of Brooklyn. Oh, I didn't know that. Now, yeah. is
1: that really its own county?
0: Yes, it's a, it is its own county. New York City has five boroughs. Right. Uh, a lot of people know Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, and Staten Island, but each one of them is also a county in terms I of the state. I did not
1: know that.
0: Yeah, yeah. and Brooklyn... Uh, I think they still say that it would be the third largest city in the country if it was its own city, which it was until I think
1: 1898.
0: Wow. So, Interesting. Uh, yeah, so and, and it, the the term Kings County just kind of rolls off the tongue nicely, and we we amazingly discovered that no one else was using the name Kings County Blues Band, so so there there it is. It's us.
1: It just it just seems magical that mm-hmm. no one
0: else had yeah. snared it. Yeah so uh so that's a lot of fun and uh so i've been keeping busy in spite of being uh being not fully employed at the moment
1: keeping busy despite being busy
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. i i understand well hey uh, as a as a keen cultural ob- observer, a musician yourself and and uh and our culture acting culture editor, what do you think about the whole? Michael Jackson death slash mourning slash memorial slash investigation period. Yeah,
0: well, that, that's one of the interesting things. Uh, working on on blog critics, um, you know, Michael Jackson. You think musician, uh, big pop star, and you think that uh, what people's thoughts on Michael Jackson would be related to music primarily, and uh, the, the but it's not true. The number of articles that we have uh, submitted that. In the culture section, as opposed to the music section is really really surprising uh, although yeah. not, not surprising when you think about it, yeah, most of them uh, we had one today from uh, from dave the uh, who, who in his main life is, our, is the political uh, editor uh, about the coffin I think most people who looked at the uh, who, who who watched the uh, the um, Memorial concert noticed the coffin, the big, bright, shiny coffin that that, uh, that Michael's in.
1: Hard to miss.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> had r- uh,
1: reminded me of the uh, the apocalyptic scene at the end of uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones.
0: Yeah, yeah, the, where, where they're wheeling they're wheeling that thing. It was uh, it could have gone into the, the catacombs somewhere. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, but it was it was bright and shiny. That's for sure. And uh so Dave went and investigated a little more about the coffin and looked at, looked at the company that made it, how much it cost and what it was actually made of. And uh so you can read all about that right in the culture section today.
1: Dave is a strange guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he's a good writer.
1: And we like that about yeah. him. Yeah. He has and, a variety uh, of interests. And, and we should mention also within, within culture, of course, uh, are kind of the arts, kind of everything that doesn't fit anywhere else.
0: Yeah. And, and Dave's fit.
1: been writing about uh, art even lately. I noticed yes. The gargoyle story.
0: Yeah, we've had a, a few uh, uh, visual arts and fine arts articles uh, over time, but uh, not too many. Uh, but more recently, yeah, Dave's done a couple. And uh, this one is, uh, he wrote about the, the gargoyles at the University of Pennsylvania campus. Which is the kind of thing that uh, you know you may not notice when you when you go visit a place like that, or you might just notice, oh hey gargoyles, but if you look uh, it turns out there are hundreds of them, and there are stories behind them, and they're all different and and they're very well preserved because they're not ancient, so uh, that was good for a a nice little uh, travel kind of travel combination of travel and arts piece and history and history, yeah
1: well, I was thinking as I looked at that it, that really is kind of. Exactly the sort of story that we should be doing because it's personal and yet you know universal in the sense that hey this is some pretty interesting stuff interesting background well known school you know that kind of thing and you know look we're never going to match uh, the major news organizations for breaking stories and we're probably not even going to match the the main you know the biggest sites uh, for for commentary although certainly. That is absolutely appropriate for for what we do, uh, but you know combining with our kind of staple of of reviews of all the various things, mostly pop culture oriented that we review, but kind of uh, to offset that or complement that, it seems to me those kind of stories that are that are rather quirky, somewhat narrow. But involve personal experience, you know, why am I writing this? Something about my personal background, something that caught my eye. That's exactly the kind of story that we can be doing and, mm-hmm. and should be doing and 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 do in invaluably because that's the stuff that doesn't normally get covered. Even even in this day of, you know, just voluminous assault of, of news on TV, radio, and especially of course the internet. Even with all that it seems like you know most of the sites, most of the stories are are very similar. You know, you go to yeah. MSNBC, you go
0: to CNN, yeah. and that Gargoyle story was almost like a news magazine kind of story that you used to see uh, on maybe a, you know a two-hour news magazine, a CBS Sunday Morning or something like that. Uh, that, that there isn't that much of it anymore, and, and and you see a little bit of it on TV, uh, but people don't read that sort of thing. That often, and this is one of the places where you can, and where where that stuff is welcome and, and makes a lot of sense. Uh, there's a, there's, a, there's an article um, we had in the culture section yesterday, um, written by Carol Rixmeyer, and she's a teacher. Uh, she saw a quote from Bill Cosby, who uh, you know is is heavily uh, invested in, in education. Uh, saying that uh, we need more teachers who really want to teach, and we need uh, we need principals who really want to to manage schools, and we don't have enough of this. And uh, she kind of took a little bit of umbrage at that uh, because she had been she had just been at a conference with a whole lot of teachers who were donating their time to do some workshops with with students. And uh, but what she did was she wrote a little bit about that, and then she said, "Well, if I wasn't teaching, here are some of the really funny." Uh, occupations that I would rather be doing I'd like to be uh, uh, the person who names the colors of paint of wall paint uh, that would be a good job to have and she so went on and on and th- this was uh, quite a funny, uh, a funny piece that um, you don't really it's not the kind of thing you get to see in a lot of places
1: and that really is why and by the way, Lisa McKay is here Lisa, hello hi, Lisa. Yes. good evening Hello. hi, hi Lisa hi,
2: John. how hi. are you I, well, I'm fine. I'm I'm home. I'm home from the wars.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Safe once again.
2: Yes, indeed.
1: Within your four walls.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we were just talking about um, kind of the the interesting elements that, uh, in particular, uh, appear stories in the culture section because, as it always has been, it really is kind of a a catch-all. And a lot of the more interesting slash quirky stuff does end up there, because there's no really obvious other place for, you know, kind of personal observation, personal history, or like we were saying where Dave now took a, a uh, something that he had observed himself and then did research on it and whatnot, and as he did uh, with the Michael Jackson coffin thing. So, yeah, I, Dave does a, a real good job of, of that kind of story beyond, uh, even uh, that he is, we should mention, of course, our politics editor and typically is writing politics stories. And he brings that same uh, approach to his politics stories as well. But it, it's always great to see people branch out. And I find myself drawn, you know, to culture as much or more than anywhere else on the site because it is such a, a grab bag and it does tend to be less predictable and uh, I, it, things seem to be really going quite well there. We, we certainly miss Diana, uh, and uh, I think Lisa's heard the latest on her. She has moved, since she's worked with us as culture editor, she's moved back and forth from <laughs> from Germany to the U.S., various back, places in the U.S. Back to Germany, back right? Back to Germany, yeah. and now she injured herself, apparently, rather severely. at What was it, playing racquetball?
2: Yeah, yeah, she... Uh sustained a rather uh, a rather serious uh, tailbone injury falling mm. and uh, has ended up having uh, surgery related to that and is recuperating very nicely. I had an email from her uh, about two days ago. She's getting very antsy and very bored and is hoping to be back at work by the middle of this month. So we'll... We'll keep our fingers crossed that that's yeah. going to happen.
0: Yeah, hope she gets better fast. The yeah, the tailbone injury sounds like it would really get in the way of a lot of things.
2: Uh, she was <laughs> a, in an no. absolutely amazing amount of pain, as you yeah. can imagine. Um, I, I from what I gather, there's there's no posture that doesn't hurt.
0: Yeah. Well, if you've ever fallen on your tailbone, even without breaking it, and let me tell you, I have. This is a uh, this is a center of pain and and difficulty. So I really really feel feel for her there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and it's a part yeah. of your body that moves all the time that you don't really think about yeah. until it hurts. Yeah. And then you realize that there's there's pretty much nothing that you can do that doesn't cause you pain. So I I think part of her part of her being sidelined has been the uh, happy medications <laughs> that they've been keeping her on to keep her comfortable while she's as long as,
0: doing as you don't get addicted to that stuff it's it can exactly. be very yeah. Yeah.
1: Now there's no truth to the rumor uh, I, I take it that what really happened was uh, Diana was having her vestigial tail removed. Aha!
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
2: I don't think there's any truth to that rumor.
0: Okay. No, but uh, I, there there was a rumor that Michael Jackson was having something of that sort that sort done.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know. He he seemed to have been trying everything.
1: I I just tweeted a bit ago. I, I it's been fun. For me or interesting or something um, because periodically I just kind of have observational thoughts about the whole Jackson thing especially in kind of in the broader context and whatnot and so I'm not you know feeling the need to link to a specific story and you know be have it be really hard and objective it's allowed me to kind of just blurt out <laughs> which is what originally I thought the whole Twitter thing was about but of course it it's never I, about honestly
0: I'm still about. not sure what it's about I've joined the Twitter revolution, I, I will say that, but I, uh, I'm still not sure what it's about.
1: Well, what it's really about is short form. It's short form statements, and and kind of, I, this is what I think. And, you know, it's conferring what you're thinking, to a lesser extent, I think, uh, ultimately, what you're doing and, and whatnot, unless you're actually using it for that purpose, namely to actually inform friends and family of what you're doing, which is... You know, certainly probably the most common use, but those of us who are in theory using it more as a marketing tool, and I don't want to be too, um, you know, too naked about it, but uh, because I I certainly do it from my own perspective and and with my own personality. But you know, for for those who are doing it kind of uh, more, say, as representing their job, and I'm definitely doing that. I mean, in other words, I'm doing it as, you know, publisher of blog critics. And, and I'm sort of in that seat while I'm observing what's going on around me. And so that's, that's quite a bit different from, well, I'll say what Lisa does, because yours is private, isn't it? Don't you keep yours private?
2: Um, I, I actually, it's funny you should ask that. I, I just made it public, and for a very, uh, for a very selfish reason. Uh, I just started up a blog, a new one. And most of the traffic that I've been driving to my blog, which doesn't have traffic to speak of yet and may never, uh, is coming to me from Twitter because whenever I post something, I, I tweet it.
0: Yeah, that's definitely something I'm, I'm planning to use it for to to point to new blog entries and articles that, that I publish myself. Uh, but I've also been using it to point out things that I've read that I, that just seemed very interesting or, or affecting.
2: Exactly. yeah I find, exactly. I, find that, I find that the the interesting the interesting people to follow are the ones that do just that that sort of point you to something that you you might not have seen yourself you know and I did start originally um, doing it I think as a way to just stay in touch uh, with with my friends and my family um, and my my whole family's on Twitter and we actually do <laughs> communicate with each other that way during this during the course of the work day, which is, you know, a little odd, but, but it's fun.
1: And there's a record of it.
2: There's a record of it.
1: You know, that's interesting, too, because I've used it to go back and look things up to find, you know, what day this happened, um, you know, uh, what have I, I, I lose track of, I, I do, and I've been doing less of them lately, but I do some reviews, obviously really short reviews, which in fact makes them possible. That For me, ultimately, that's what's great about it, and, and why I'm able to do it, and why I've chosen that as an activity versus really any of the other. I belong to all the other main ones, all the other social media, the Facebooks, and and.
0: Like, yeah, I've noticed a lot of people using Twitter the same as they use Facebook, just to post, here's what I'm doing today, here's what I'm having for breakfast, uh, come meet me later, and, and I'm not clear, and, and sometimes there are people that I've decided I wanted to follow because they're interesting writers or people I know through some other, other reason, but I, I'm really not interested in what they're doing on a day-to-day basis.
1: No, I, I'm not either. I'm not particularly all that interested. What I'm doing on a day-to-day basis,
0: <laughs> in terms
1: of in terms of you know pondering it in a literary sense, but the uh, I think the genius thing. And I I don't know if they did it on purpose. I mean, I guess they must have because it's built in. But I'm, uh, I can't imagine that they really were able to foresee you know the results of it. But it's it's the 140 character thing because the forced brief brevity, the by, by having that enforced that actually enables me to do it because I can do, you know, it doesn't take long. And do it here, do it here, squeeze it in, squeeze it there. And as you guys know, I I get so many emails, including I'm on a lot of email lists for, you know, various publications. So I'm getting headlines and all that and updates and breaking news and all that kind of stuff. So it, it only seems natural for me to, you know... Mention those things that I, I find particularly interesting, either whether it's the topic or the way it's written or, or whatever, and and hopefully add in you know some color of my own, give some at least indication of why I found that particular story interesting or whatever, and you know it's going pretty well. I mean I, it's not like I've exploded, you know I'm not Britney Spears or, or uh, I've seen you know the, seems to be. All celebrities or or media sites, media companies like CNN or whatever that that have the huge huge followings. Um, but you know it grows steadily, and so and and I like doing it. It's fun. It's interesting. I, I kind of like uh, keep, uh, keeping a record, as I mentioned. And I can do things like uh, you know tweet about the show. Uh, hey, oh hey, we're starting a half hour early. You know we're switching it around. You know come on.
0: Yeah, I did and, that too today. <laughs>
1: excellent yeah and you know my 20 whatever let's see what am i up to i gain about 20 or 30 a day it's very steady so on the one hand it's you know it's it's all how you look at it is it half full half empty you know right uh but i'm at 2771 uh 2771 so you know those people or those who saw it at least you know are aware that the show was starting at a different time and things got rearranged a bit and and all that and it and it's good for that and uh I've you know I've also met some very interesting people, people who've just kind of appeared you know out of the who stand out from the all those other because I'm following approximately the same number who are following me basically my pattern is if anyone follows me, I follow them you know and and that's the other thing. You know, it's how aggressive do you want to be? A lot of the people who who aren't super, you know, well-known celebrities who have some of the larger followings, they're going out and following hundreds or thousands of other people, and then kind of seeing what sticks. I've flipped it around, and as people, uh, you know, follow me day to day, then I add them.
0: And uh, yeah, I notice a lot of reciprocity in that sense. When I, yeah, I've, very I've, much
1: so. Yeah. You know, if you look at, uh, there's so many of these different uh, applications that have come up now around Twitter, and there's a bunch that recommend, hey, you know, try following so and uh, so because they're apt to follow you, and all those people, of which there are thousands and thousands, and you know, who knows how many, you know, have very similar numbers of followers and and following. You know, it's a very close ratio. I mean, mine's within. Yeah. Mine's within 20 people, pretty much at any at any given time, and uh, anyway, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, it's you know, again, the numbers are are, are not
0: all that huge. I mean, it's you know, what I what I really wonder is if you're following a lot of people, and you've got your Twitter screen open, or however you however you access it, um, you could probably spend your whole day not doing any work, but actually just following all the people you follow and clicking on their links and or responding to them if it's something interesting or investigating what they're, what they're tweeting about. Uh, so you have to kind of build in some, some kind of uh, uh, breaks on your, on your participation, I would think.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, what I do is I, I scan for either the people who I actually know. <laughs> there aren't that many out of, you know, 2761 yeah. people I actually know. Uh, and what they're saying, or kind of breaking news stuff. Because, I mean, that was exactly where I – right in my feet. That was the first place I saw any reference at all to anything being wrong with Michael Jackson. Boom, right there. And, you know, in real time. Saw it happen in real time. So, uh, but back to to Michael Jackson. Did you have any specific questions, Lisa? We kind of brought up the topic and and, uh, and then veered away from it. But I'm certainly still real interested in – John's take, just kind of on the whole general topic and what it means, and I, I've I've honestly I've been kind of surprised that uh, that that once the story broke, you know, you knew that was going to be huge, and it was, but that there was a return to to it and a softer, gentler return to the story with the whole memorial thing, and and I wouldn't necessarily have predicted that it would have been as big a story as it was. When they decided to have a, a memorial, and that I think that's more of a reflection of where he stands long term than all the kind of ghoulish interest, you know, in his in his
0: death. At, yeah, after. that's that's evident, I think, on our, our site as well, and in the in the articles that are uh, especially in the culture section. Uh, th- there's there's very great deal of thoughtfulness going on in the way people are responding. And writing essays and writing pieces about about uh, about their reaction to Michael Jackson's death. There's 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 just just look at the titles of the articles. Meta Grief and the Celebrity Mourner.
1: Yeah, I ended up sticking that on. That's that's our our top promo on and the we've front got page that. and I love that. And we've that. got <laughs> Michael
0: Jackson, What's Wrong with the Stories We're Told About Him. That's a pretty lengthy philosophical. That treatise. was very good too. Adam yep.
1: Ash. Yep. Yep.
0: And uh just most recently, um uh, the author who goes by the name of the Crow, whose real name I forget at the moment, uh, he 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 or she <laughs> published it's a he, he posted a satire uh, about uh, something he he made up called the uh, California Celebrity Safety Bill. Uh, where the state will assign the state is going to assign minders essentially to all celebrities so they don't hurt themselves.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I like that. I put yeah. that on the front page too.
0: Yeah, it's 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 funny and and it doesn't mention Michael Jackson or any particular celebrities. You're right for, for the most part,
1: but uh, you know, but
0: you, but you know that it it, it was it was uh, touched off by the the whole concept, the whole the whole big story about. About what happened to him and what happens to, happens to celebrities who get into trouble of various sorts and uh, and and also it, it touches on just our as a society, how we relate to celebrities and how closely we we follow them and and become so attached to them, even though we've never met them and never will meet them in person
1: and you know and you're right, absolutely uh, it's a reflection, and it's very instructive on kind of how blog critics works because of course early on. I was kind of pounding people, beating them over the head, asking for stories and whatnot. And after the first four or five that we got, you know, the day of and the day after, uh, then things really slowed down, and no one was really paying any particular attention, uh, writing-wise, to to kind of the day-to-day stuff, the investigation, the the stuff that you know the the CNNs and the MSNBCs and whatnot really fix on. Uh, But lo and behold. Few days later, a week later, given some time and some
0: yeah, space, they reflect.
1: really good, really reflective, interesting, context-laden stories are appearing, and and it just shows, you know, we can't really force uh, the coverage. You know, I mean, we can try, but it just doesn't really work. And on the other hand, you know, we really do have a very very thoughtful, interesting group of writers. Who will do things in their own time yeah. and in the way that they want to do it, but they sure will do it. You know, I'm very pleased. Uh, and, the, and they find like, blog hey. critics the,
0: the ideal place to, to publish their, these things because uh, because they're not the sort of things that a lot of uh, a lot of big name magazines or publications are going to have time to deal with or space or space, right? And even
1: even with the internet, you know,
0: and and. and 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 yet you know if the only other option is to post it on your own blog and hope somebody maybe sees it, um, that there's th- it's th- there's not too many options like blog critics I think. Uh, although I I just heard uh, on the radio an interview with um, uh, what's his name the, the publisher of Wired. Who is the publisher? Uh, or of the, editor, Wired? the editor? The editor I I can't his name is slipping my mind but he has a book out called um, uh, what's it called it's it, it's a book about. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I've lost my train of thought. Somebody, somebody, step in.
1: The Wired guy. Yeah. Something you heard about his latest book, and he was reflecting on. Well, it's all about oh, it's another all, site. A site. Similar? It's all. About,
0: it's all about journalism uh, and and how how a new paradigm of journalism that he sees coming to pass is is uh, is the paid positions in journalism being the editorial and guiding positions uh, and the writing positions. Uh, being in many cases not paid,
1: and Mm. and done
0: by amateurs.
1: Uh, Hmm,
0: how interesting. Fascinating amateurs, and it made me think. You know what it made me think about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, rather parallels uh, an organization we're familiar with. Yeah, that's very interesting. I I think also, you know, now that we've kind of gone through this whole um, thing with all the tech issues, first it was the redesign, there were tech, some issues affiliated with that but then much
0: m- m- <laughs> much worse yeah, yeah.
1: was the big grand server move which we've discussed before yeah and uh y- oh, it's called
0: free the book the book is called free uh it's about free content obviously Ah, uh, yes yeah uh, yes
1: i i I've, I've seen what's the author's name
0: uh, uh Craig Anderson is it yeah Chris Anderson Chris Anderson, Chris Anderson. yeah he's the author yeah, I've, I've heard of Wired.
1: heard of it and yeah. and of the book uh what uh, what i was going to say is, is I, now that we're kind of on the other end of that and and definitely the tech issues have uh have died down the outages are pretty well you know like i think the whole last week we really haven't had anything substantial uh that's occurred and as things return more or less to normal and we some of the patterns you know return i think you know all these things that we have accomplished including the redesign the new emphasis on the promos which really does give a lot of attention to uh, the writers, uh, as well as the stories, and, of course, the author pages themselves, and we'll continue to add features and whatnot. And and, and the features, features themselves now, we have that uh, all lined up, and we have uh, really cool pages now for a given feature where all the stories in that feature are collected together, and there's written content about the feature itself, and we have art, everything. With all of this going on, I think we're really in a position now, finally, uh, for for uh, blog critics, I think, to start really finding its true readership. I think all of this time, you know, we've never really found our our real potential readership beyond, uh, you know, a, a pretty small, relatively small core of the writers themselves, of course. Uh, the people who comment regularly, especially in the politics section, and in the politics section, especially, and and uh, you know and, and a core of readers. So, but but you combine all those people together, and it's still relatively small, considering you know where where I think we should be, and what the quality and what the volume of what that we generate uh, does. And and the problem, uh, part of the problem, has always been we're so diverse and diffuse and so hard to pin down, and, uh, you know, we have, we're have we so eclectic, and uh, it, it is a niche-driven world. You know, we've gone kind of con- uh, contrary to the whole uh, wave of the future as far as media goes, which is narrower and narrower. You see it in TV, you know, you see it everywhere. And, uh, you know, we've kind of gone contrary to that. So I think now, finally, with the way we're set up and the structure we have, And um, uh, with this very appealing, I think, uh, and and coherent, cohesive, uh, new design, I think we will real, you know, people will start finding us uh, a lot better, and and in larger numbers than they have in the past. So I'm very excited about that moving forward. And as I was saying, I really think the culture section is a place that, um, that really has. A personality of its own. It, it's it's a kind of a microcosm of the site in that it is so diverse and diffuse and covers so many different things. But man, I, I could easily spend my days, you know, hanging out in in the culture section because it's stuff yeah. I'm interested in. It's you know I'm I'm interested in fine arts. I'm interested in theater. And we didn't even talk about your your work as as our kind of our first and leading. Theater writer, which led you becoming the the theater editor, and and I see that as a one of our real success stories because that started from nothing, from scratch. Ba- and and you, for the most part, you were certainly, um, you know, the person who led the charge. You know, yeah,
0: I kind of initially I just saw, that. initially I just had seen an opening for myself uh, since there wasn't really much theater coverage to to speak of, and being in New York City where there's a huge amount of of uh, under the radar theater that you know i could I could go out every single night of the week and see a different play here in the city uh, off and off off Broadway that uh, I, that I would be you know invited to review if I had enough time to do that i could I could probably go three hundred sixty five days of the year that's how much there is here and uh, so there, there's a lot of opportunity for writing about theater and and then to have created. A uh, little subsection on blog critics, which has become national and actually international. Uh, although international means the United States and London, pretty much. At this right. Point. <laughs> but uh, but that's that's gratifying though. We have regular uh, regular contributions from Los Angeles and from New Very York regular, yeah. and from and from London, and uh, uh, less regular from other cities like Chicago and and um, and up in Connecticut and uh, various other areas too.
1: And, uh, and other people in
0: New York yeah, oh yeah, We've, there's, uh, there are four or five New York writers who are um, if not regular, occasional, and uh, a couple who are regular so so it's it 's been a really nice thing and and theater theater is a local phenomenon, so uh, most theater writing is focused on one city, most uh, outlets for it are local, and uh, so blog critics is something a little different. And I think it—I I think it's a, it's a valuable thing for the theater community uh, nationwide, really, to just get a, get a picture of what's going on around the country, not just to be in your, your little local world and think, well, I'm in New York, there's enough theater here, I don't need to think about what's going on elsewhere. But to read about theater in L.A., for example, it's fascinating because a lot of the plays feature very famous uh, TV and movie stars, uh, we don't get that nearly as much in New York because all those uh, film and TV actors live in LA, and when they're not doing a project, they they want to do a theatrical production. So,
1: I so think they do. really a- another element of, of what you're saying I think is really interesting is is you can kind of follow where a play travels, you know, because they often go from uh, you know around the country, but in in particular between. You know, even if they're not going anywhere else, between New York and L.A., for example, or even yeah. New York, L.A., and London, the places we happen to to cover. Sure. And, yeah. and it's Interesting to see, the, you know, how that evolves, and you know,
0: where they go first, and what are the changes, right. and
1: that kind of thing.
0: And sometimes, even here in New York, I get to see a play that uh, is in a little off-off-Broadway production, and uh, if it's a big success, it will be picked up and run in a prestigious off-Broadway theater. And uh, you know, of course, the next step is, is even to Broadway. So that's very gratifying to see as well and to be a little bit of a part of it because if I or if one of our other writers has, has reviewed the play positively, that, gives, uh, that contributes to the buzz about it.
1: Oh, and sure. So you really
0: feel like you're doing something unlike uh, so much as if you reviewed a new CD by, uh, by a major artist, you'd feel, you know, you could feel like you'd done good work in reviewing the CD, but how much does that really contribute? In the uh, real world. Yeah, in the real world because the fans are going to buy it and people who don't care are not going to buy it. And, and reviews are just kind of dressing or, or icing on the cake for the, for the artist and for the record label. I think so they're on. reassuring is what yeah, they are. Yeah, but in theater, in local theater, reviews really matter to the producers and the, and the actors in the play. And sometimes I get comments or personal notes uh, really thanking me in a, in a very gracious way for even just saying a little nice thing about a particular actor. Or, of course, if it's a positive review of the play, uh, for the whole thing so so uh, that, that's one of the gratifying things about about covering theater is that you feel like you're, you're part of the scene and you're actually making a difference for these very talented artists That you're, are,
1: you're a part of the action
0: Yeah. well yeah.
1: that is interesting hey I, I wasn't sure if, if my six, 6 o'clock was going to call in because I hadn't heard from him all day and I actually ended up not promoting it which is smart because I'm a smart guy because I've learned my lesson <laughs> So uh, I, I am. Uh, we, we you know we still have some time, even though it's 6:08, we've gone past the half hour. Uh, I do have to go by maybe quarter after, 20 after, but uh, definitely we have some more time. And I'm I'm actually relieved that we, we didn't get the call, so we had to had to rush you out and squeeze him in because I would have to be leaving a little bit early anyway. So um, I, I know Lisa came a little bit late. Any any particular questions you wanted to ask, John?
2: Well, you know I was sort of interested in going back to the to the Michael Jackson thing for a minute because it's been um I, you obviously haven't been able to turn around for the past week without seeing it all over the place. And one of the things uh that I was wondering yesterday was cuz I, I wasn't expecting a state funeral. Um <laughs> yeah. Was, <laughs> How, how, do these things, how do these things happen? How much of this is completely driven by the media? And how much of it is just sort of, you know, the family's desire to do something this big and splashy because they can I, I sort of had the feeling when I saw the, the, the news this morning when they talked about the crowds that showed up who didn't have tickets to get in And I guess they've been planning for, like, potentially tens of thousands of people to descend on Los Angeles. And I guess the actual crowd count was closer to 600, which really sort of made me think that the media was sort of making this maybe a bigger story than it was in real life. What do you think about that?
0: I think the media definitely contributes. The the nonstop coverage contributes – in the sense that it keeps it top of mind in the people who are watching, and while uh, there, there's going to be a core group of, of rabid fans of somebody like Michael Jackson, and in his case, it's a pretty large group, but then there's a huge, much larger cloud of, of fans who are who are people that, that like that like the music and are you know interested in the story, and certainly affected in some way when he dies in, the, in such a uh, in, in such an unexpected way, but my suspicion is that there are a lot of people who would be content to sit and watch something on TV uh, if there, uh, if if it was just announced that there was going to be this event a week from now. But if but with the continuous coverage, people get more caught up in it, I think, and they they get uh, energized somehow to come out. There, there were the there were. Um, Vigils and, and and crowds here in New York too, up in in Harlem by the uh, Apollo Theater, where the yeah, Jackson Jackson Five were first, uh, I guess where they were first sort of discovered. I have, if I
1: may interject, as is my want, uh, I have thought on that, Lisa. I, I think I think the size of the crowd outside was more of a reflection on people, kind of actually paying attention to being told that. There's really not going to be anything outside to see at all, and you're really not going to get in. So if you want to see this thing, you should probably watch it on TV. And I, I think a, a more reflective number than 600 or a thousand or you know whatever the actual number outside was, I think I think a more indicative number is the the million and a half or whatever it was. Who applied for those tickets? That's a lot of people in a very short period of time for a handful, relative handful of tickets.
0: That's true. It's also technology that makes that so easy to do. You just have to go to a website and check a box, pretty much. Uh, so, uh, so that's part of it.
1: And if you add up all the vigils that you, both you guys mentioned that were going on all over the world, you know, more or less at the same time or similar time frame, I think if you add up all those bodies. You know, I think that starts to reflect. I, I don't think you can turn away from the fact that for at least some time, I you know, I don't know if it was still the case now here at the end, but you know, a significant portion of the time for the last four, we're talking 40 years now from for the Jackson Five, and we're talking you know 20 plus years for the solo career, and um, 25 years uh, for Thriller uh and i think you know he really was the most famous person in the world for a significant portion of that time as big as he's been here over the years you know he's been bigger uh, overseas and and he really has you know there's been something about him some combination of his personality his quote unquote message and obviously his his uh, music and and uh, ability to entertain and perform uh, some combination of all all those things you know has been extremely resonant throughout the world uh, as well as here uh, you know as a as a portion uh, as a proportion of the population perhaps less here than some places certainly the UK you know he was. A bigger star, I think, at the end than he
0: was here, sure that 's um, why his final concert uh well, they keep calling it a tour it wasn 't really a tour it was a concert it was fifty
1: stand. freaking <laughs> concerts in London, yeah, Imagine that, all, that that
0: that was insane. London, not here I don't right. think that would have worked here here he would have no. had a tour the, he would have had a tour of the country here in order to draw crowds like
1: that. oh yeah, sure uh, sure, absolutely, so anyway my my answer is is uh as I was saying to John at the at the beginning of the show, uh, I was kind of surprised. Uh, by how big the whole uh, memorial aspect of it, and the way the tone has changed from from uh, you know the the vulture death watch of a couple weeks ago, uh, and I think this was kind of an indication of, of where he will be uh, you know held in, for posterity. I, I think. That he won't go away. I, I think he will not dwindle quickly. I, I wouldn't have necessarily said that. I'm, I'm not saying I knew that uh, two weeks ago. You know, I, I remember writing within a few days. You know, is he going to be an enduring, iconic figure, like in in, in death as in life, like uh, Elvis, Marilyn? James Dean, you know, you know who those, you know, even Shea Guevara, you know those those indelible images that we have.
0: Yeah, and I and I get, I'm getting the sense that he is going to be.
1: Yes, and now I would say yes, and and, and oh. we even have the image. It's the glove, it's the it's the outfit. You know, he's not even in it.
0: It's not And even the, personality, it. the personality, the personality, the angelic, uh, innocent kind of personality. Uh, however weird it was, it really, it, it really, it really uh, touched a lot of people in a very sincere way.
1: And I'll tell you, when that daughter, who's been, you know, literally anonymous and unphotographed for her entire life, 11 years, you know, when she came on at the end of the ceremony and, in, you know, clearly distraught, clearly sincere, um, you know, expressed her her feelings for her her father. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I think that broke a lot, a lot of hearts and it yeah. melted. I, I, so
0: I choked up, and I I was so kind of cynical about the whole thing, but that was a really affecting moment.
1: And I think that kind of is, is is the legacy of, of that whole experience, is, wow, we heard from the kids, or at least one, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I don't think anyone would question her sincerity, you know. And so I think he comes out of this looking a lot better. And, the, and that's why I, what I said today, uh, you know, another tweet, I was saying I, I have this, these really extreme emotions now about him, uh, about Michael Jackson, where on the one hand, uh, you know, I, I was really touched by the ceremony and the show, and, and it really did remind me of the scope of his talent and his gifts and his music. And, uh, and place in the world, uh, you know, maybe he did achieve a few of these things that people were giving him credit for outside of, you know, entertainment. Um, and, and, and surely, I think he, it, it's clear now that he was a, you know, strange uh, but good father. And, uh... You know, but on the other hand, at the same time, you're hearing these reports of what condition he was really in. He he absolutely was a drug addict. He had absolutely alabaster white skin. He weighed like 110 pounds. Has no hair. He was incredibly unhealthy uh, looking. And and yeah, he, some
0: people have written that, uh, that that there was no way he could have done the 50 concerts.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's a remote possibility. I I think.
0: And yet, was, was everyone involved in that, all the managers and the promoters, were they all just just in a, in a world of denial? It's, it's, it's a well, thing it's me.
1: hard to say. I think maybe he did a better job of hiding all, you know, the extent of the issues. I think, I think, I don't think anyone or, you know, very few people really thought he was as addicted and dependent on drugs as it turns out he was. I mean, you know, intravenous drugs, said his, both his arms were just tracked all the way up mm-hmm. and down.
2: Yeah, see, it's hard for me to square this notion of him being a wonderful father with that picture.
1: Well, again, that's my contradiction, too, because he did it to
2: himself. Yeah, I mean, there's, and I'm not saying people should get up the man's, you know, memorial service and say bad things, and it's not about that. But I think that a lot of the, the hype is just a little over the top. Just a little.
0: (laughs) But wasn't he over the top himself? So isn't that kind of appropriate?
2: He was, and I guess in a way it is appropriate. Um, And to go back to what Eric said a few minutes ago about his legacy, I sort of wonder now if, like, the dying young part isn't really what's going to help cement that. Because if he had continued on perhaps into career obscurity and then had died peacefully in his sleep at... 75 um would we be remembering him the same way
1: probably not i think you're
2: right because he's really sort of gone out like at the peak of his freakiness
0: yes and and his best work while it was in the past it wasn't in the remote past exactly right
1: well look at all the people we named they all died young
2: yep absolutely
1: I well, mean, James
2: Dean's whole reputation is built on, what, three movies?
1: Right. And, yeah. and, and dying. He wasn't even 30, was he? He was 26,
2: no. I think, 26 or 27.
1: That's really young. Yeah, I mean, That's it's interesting really the, the scale there. You know, we go from Dean in his 20s to Marilyn in her 30s to Elvis in his 40s, and, and uh, Michael Jackson made
0: it to 50. But honestly, the last, uh, the last event I remember that had this kind of coverage uh, that that wasn't uh, a world event that was celebrity uh focused was uh the O. J. trial. And before yeah. that
1: maybe Diana, her death.
0: Yes, right? yes.
1: And that's there's a lot of similarities between those two, you know, uh at least in the abstract, in terms of the you know, how they're viewed. Um and, and
0: their, yes. their legion
1: uh, supporters saying they're misunderstood, you know. And, and on yeah, and on.
0: Dying young is a big part of it. Even though he was 50, but that was you know, way before his time, you could say.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, especially I, these days. It, I it think shows you He's real, real young. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, although even you know, we talk about the rock and roll icons and the James Deans dying in their 20s. Uh, but in the case of Michael Jackson, uh, yeah, this is young.
1: Well, it sure seems young to me because yeah. he, he and I are exactly the same age. <laughs> same month, even. And you know, I mean, think of it this way imagine- you know look it it was shocking, but it wasn't that big a surprise. Imagine the two other iconic stars who are also exactly the same age. Imagine if either of them had died this way, Prince or Madonna. Now that would have been stunning, you know because they're not supposed to be you know <laughs> terrible shape they're not they're not you know freaks, yeah. and so uh. You know, I mean that that really would have been perceived as young. In in this case, you know, in some ways, this was old for him. The 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 only thing that kind of throws that makes it what seems makes him seem a lot younger.
0: I think is the kids because they're 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 young, you know, and clearly. Well, plus his own personality, he he had such a childlike (laughs) and and. uh... Crazy, innocent type of personality. Even the, the the very strangest stuff about the sleeping with young boys in his bed in an innocent way, and just uh, not understanding why people would think that was weird. Um, th- that, it's that
1: weird in and of itself. It, it is.
0: Weird. It is. But but he, But he's. You can see that he's sincere in these. Oh, strange, I think so. I think so.
1: I think so too. I'm a yeah. little surprised more hasn't come out. You know what I mean.
0: So yeah. that leads me
1: to believe that there may not be all that much more to come out?
0: There may not. And and, and Madonna and Prince are weird in their own ways, but well, sure. but they seem like healthy people and they, they keep fit and they keep working and they don't take, you know, fifteen year breaks right in their careers.
1: Exactly. Good point. Yes. All right. Well, it's twenty-three after, and uh, great talking with you, John. Haven't talked to you in quite a while. And yeah. Thanks so much for all the work you do on all these different fronts. I mean, you really are a absolute core part of of the site, and I think we need to. Uh, we need to to uh, formally have your your relationship with the site um, start reflecting that better. And okay. A well, it's, it's been it's
0: been uh, interesting and and fun to cover the culture section in Diana's absence. Uh, you know, the whole thing as opposed to just the theater. So yeah, it's it's been a good opportunity as well.
1: Well, you've done really well, and I'm I'm glad to hear, if if only from the <laughs>
2: repetitive
1: road aspect that it's been helpful to to your, you know, career in general. Sure. I'm happy to hear that. And I assume you enjoy, you know, covering the events that you do cover like the theater. Well, and yeah, that
0: I I love doing that. I I wouldn't I wouldn't have uh taken it up and stuck with it if I didn't. Right.
1: All right. Well, uh enjoyed talking with you. Glad we could have you on the whole time. Lots of very interesting topics and uh we will we will soldier on and see what else. I think maybe what we should do, uh, Lisa. Probably realistically, if John is interested in, is is, you know, Diana's man. She's got a complicated life. Let's let's just leave it at that. You know, uh, maybe we need co culture editors.
2: Maybe maybe we do.
1: I think that makes so, more sense. We shall discuss.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That okay. Good to me. So, Great, uh, John. Hey, right, this was really fun, and Thank uh, you. we'll talk soon.
1: Okay. Um,
0: Okay. Have a good
1: evening, both of you. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye.